welcome to Save Minds. I'm Natya. And I'm Ellie. And we're probably the same person. So Ellie, this week I was thinking about how do you deal with boredom? How do I deal with boredom? Yeah. Um, I'll probably, I mean, I'll pick up something to distract me. It depends on what kind of bored I am. Like if I'm bored and I don't have an attention span and that's why I'm bored, then I'll choose my phone because it's got flashy lights and I'm a toddler and, <laughs> and I'm a toddler excellent and um if if I'm more like just I don't have anything to do I'll usually pick up a book or something that'll require more of my attention for longer is that what you're looking for sure yeah <laughs> I, I don't really know what I was looking for I think I wrote it down because last week I was feeling like restless and bored in my bones you know Mm, like it's sort of like the realization that my life has been so monotonous for like a year finally set in (laughs) and I was like oh and my like knee-jerk instinct was I just felt so reckless I was like I'm gonna stay up (laughs) super late and I don't know do illicit activities I guess I who are you? <laughs> this is what I was saying. I felt like like bone bored, and I ended mm-hmm. up like you know falling asleep at like ten thirty instead of ten, and feeling like a rebel. So <laughs> very dramatic. I I get that kind of like bone thing too, like where you can't you're bored, but you can't find anything to satisfy your attention too, where you're just kind of finicky and you can't do yeah. anything for very long. Yeah, I hate those days. Like I despise <laughs> them because I just I don't know what to do with myself. I usually go to bed earlier on those nights, so. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm, I'm so bored, I just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because I feel like there's boredom where you don't have anything to do, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, read a book, find an activity, do something, and that's, like, great as well, scroll on your phone. But I have days where everything bores me. I'm, like, mm. doing things I enjoy. I'm on my phone, like, I'm doing all the things that should be, like, entertaining and engaging, and I'm like, I am not being in <laughs> you know yeah 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 I've I've been there Uh, I have a question for you Ah, we're doing this again (laughs) which I found on Pinterest so you might have also pondered it in your daily life (laughs) what happens if you put a werewolf on the moon okay so I have (laughs) (laughs) I have seen this on Pinterest because we are the same person but I haven't really thought about it because I probably read it and was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of stupid and moved on. (laughs) See, I see stupid questions and they fascinate me. Anyway. Ah. See, the way I would think about it is we have two options. Either the full moon now depends where you are on the moon. So if you live on, like, the side of the moon where it's half sun, half dark, you're good. If you live on the all-dark side of the moon, you're fine. If you live right in the middle of the moon, <laughs> you're gonna be a werewolf forever, and you just gotta hope that your werewolf self runs out of the patch. <laughs> or, alternately, the Earth becomes the new moon. Oh. Which I don't know if that would work. What if it's- I've never really thought about if the moon sees the Earth in, like, phases of lit up. What if it's not so much- the fact that it's the moon what if it depends on the angle that the sun is hitting the werewolf like 
in the daytime, they don't get it because it's just, like, directly on them. And at other times of the moon, there's not enough reflected light. But in the full moon, like, that's the angle and that's the amount of diluted light, I guess, (laughs) that you need. It kind of still doesn't make any sense (laughs) because on Earth, a full moon would be, like, they're getting specifically from the moon Mm-hmm. the sun but it, all the light has to be like through the atmosphere in very specific mm. conditions yeah so then on the moon like there's no atmosphere there it's reflecting off the thing below them instead of a thing like mm-hmm. who knows how far away so maybe if we're saying it's about specific light levels <laughs> maybe they just randomly shift <laughs> When they hit the specific light levels, which might mean even on Earth, it's not really about the full moon. It's about the specific mm-hmm. light levels, which are likely to happen in a full moon. Which means if you get a weird enough lighting as a werewolf, you go to like one too many parties, <laughs> you can just go for full werewolf, which is pretty sweet. Or it's like a really overcast day. Like, does, yeah. that, does that equal the same level as moonlight? <laughs> I feel like we need more background mm. information on why werewolves change into werewolves on the full moon to answer this question. Too bad, you know, we can't just ask one because they don't exist. I mean, if you're a werewolf, please email me and tell me that you exist because I don't think so, but... <laughs> email us. You'll really uh, get lost in all the other emails, so there's no worries about revealing your secret. Oh, well... <laughs> Let's do our special segments. I want to know what's your take on advertising. On advertising? Specifically, like, for consumerism or for, like, stances as well? Like, policies or politics or... Sure, anything. Go for it. They can be very effective when targeted to the person it's meant for, which is really effective now with the different algorithms that are, like, taking our information and being like, oh, you would probably like this. Like, after I send you, like, a cute sweater I've seen in an advertisement, it's all I get for, like, a month. Uh, (laughs) And, um, yeah, so I think they can be very effective. I'm, unfortunately, I, like, never buy things online because it's never an impulse buy. So I just, I always am like, oh, well, all right. You know what? I don't actually need this. But I think advertising can be very effective and very harmful if... If it's used, especially in politics, we saw, to, to radicalize people to uh, either end of the spectrum. Thank you very much again, Lawyer Ellie, for your very <laughs> thorough explanation of every single side of advertising. I was thinking about it. I didn't really think about like political campaigning or stuff like that, although that certainly is like interesting and partly more compelling than like consumer advertising. But I was listening to and reading stuff about how online advertising may not be as effective as we think it is right now. Like, you're targeted online ads, because it very much is, they say, you know, you can target exactly, you want teen girls, da-da-da, know this, you can hit exactly those, which is why people are like, oh, it's super effective, you know, you got really good, like, investment margins, where if you advertise, you get this percentage more sales. And I was seeing evidence against that, which was saying it's maybe not as effective as we thought it was, and the targeted ads maybe don't do as much. Specifically, the research I was looking at was looking at um, advertisements on key phrase searches. So, like, when you're looking up Walmart or, like, chair or something, and it pops up, like, the little link with an ad before that, 
But basically, there was research showing that those were not nearly as effective as people were saying it was, which kind of makes sense because the companies you're paying to advertise and all the people you're paying to get all these advertisements done have no incentive to tell you that the advertisements are really ineffective. <laughs> yeah. And it sort of makes sense to me because I have a sort of confirmation bias because all of my online ads are really, really bad, <laughs> partly because I don't interact with any of them and partly because I think my profile says I'm, like, six years old or something, so I get <laughs> a bunch of ads for, like, Shingrix. <laughs> like, I get needle ads where they tell me I should get this thing to stop, like, my chicken pox old person disease. Nice. And I also get, like, car ads, which I'm not buying either of those, and I'm not really interested, so it's not the most effective marketing. But all that is the longest possible way to get to, I've been thinking about what the world looks like without a lot of online advertising. Okay. Recently. And I think a lot of the things that we take for granted, like news sources and public media, will become a lot harder to do if online advertising suddenly proves to not be as effective as people thought it was. Okay, in what ways? Like, I I agree with the basic statement, but I'm not sure what you're getting at by it. <laughs> well, like, the easiest one for me to connect is, like, when we're looking at platforms like Instagram or YouTube or other, con- what, TikTok? Yeah, that's the <laughs> one. TikTok. You know, mm-hmm. where a lot of the money comes from companies pay to have their advertisements shown to people. So essentially, your attention is the product. But if that's not useful anymore, then suddenly the money's taken out of that. Content creators aren't getting paid, so they're likely not going to be able... Like, it depends on if it all collapses or if, like, it's just a little bit less. But either way, there's just less money there, so there's going to be less content creators. And, like, I kind of don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy the ways in which content is kind of fed to us and how it's almost unlimited and very, very broad in the way it exists. Uh, I think... Well, that's... That's kind of already happened, right? That's what happened to radio. That's how they got all their money, and now that attention is being diverted farther away from that, they're getting less and less funding. I mean, they're still running, but they don't have the same amount of attention as they did before, and uh, that's that's different. So I don't think that that will collapse on Instagram or whatever media outlet the listener prefers. I think that it may develop past that as we develop new systems of of entertainment and of staying together, though. I think it will change and move and develop. Which, like, is also a good way to look at it. But what I was examining is they were saying, essentially the stuff I was looking at was saying all advertising may not be as effective as we thought it was. Specifically, online advertising is not nearly as effective as we think it is. So if companies, and there's a good chance they would never, they will never look at this, but if companies say, suddenly realize this, like, we're putting way too much money into this, or, like, this actually isn't worthwhile, the advertising could just straight up stop. Or at least be significantly reduced. Like, I'm not looking at another platform, another way to consume media comes along, so entertainment shifts. I'm talking about there is just less there now because, like, it just kind of all stops sort Mm. of everywhere. I think that if, you know, they ever admit it's not as effective as they want it to be, (laughs) I think that I don't... 
it might stop for a while, but I think they'll just try and find new, better, more effective ways to do the same thing they were doing before. Beam things right into your brains, <laughs> I need it sentiment. Yeah, essentially. And, like, they'll just, they'll find new ways to advertise. They always will. They'll develop as other things develop, which I think is part of what I was trying to say, but you're right, I didn't really answer the question. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in, like, lawyer mind. It's, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit odd. Um, you very much loopholed your way yeah. out of that. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not something that I think is realistically mm-hmm. going to happen, but it's something that I was looking at and I was like, oh, okay, no, I like people advertising because advertising means that a lot of free stuff yeah. is available. A lot of free content just happens. Um, so I have a statement that's very similar to the Ice is a Rock statement. And it's this. Okay. I'm scared. <laughs> Cheese is just a loaf of milk. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it, but it's true. And then it goes on to say this Im- implies a liquid form of bread. And then someone rebought it saying beer. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're the this. same person. Yeah. And I mean, butter is just a loaf form of cream. But I don't so. like it. <laughs> Why does it have to be this way? Why did we- Look, Ellie, it doesn't have to be this way if you don't want it to. We've already determined the categorization system is kind of <laughs> useless, and if it bugs you, you can just sort of throw it out. Why do we see things and we're like, you know what would be great? Let's make it a solid. Because usually it's kind of better. I don't know. Like, yeah, just different. True. Variety is good. Yeah. Speaking of cheese... I want to talk about a cheese monopoly. Okay. I want you to guess what that means first. Is it like that guy who bought up all the onions and then uh, <laughs> controlled like the onion trade? I think we talked about that in one of our early episodes. Is it like that? We absolutely did. That is uh, basically the definition of what a monopoly is. So yes, <laughs> it is about someone owning a large percent of the market of cheese. So, his name is James Leprino. Leprino? Leprino? I don't know how to pronounce it. Cool. My bad. (laughs) Uh, But basically, he sells about $3 billion worth of cheese, which is about a billion pounds of cheese a year. (laughs) He's literally a cheese billionaire. What? That is, like, the goal. Basically, (laughs) he has... The monopoly on pizza cheese. So he sells 85% of the large chain cheese pizza. So he sells all the cheese for Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, and Papa John's in America. Man is owning the cheese market. (laughs) That's kind of, like, impressive, though. You, like, collect enough cheese? Oh my goodness. I would like to say... One of my favorite things from the article is they use the quote, technologically advanced cheese, with no explanation (laughs) of what that means. (laughs) Okay. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah, he's got his technologically advanced cheese going for him. I guess. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to Topical Topic. Anyway. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, first of all. Uh, Chauvin, Chauvin, the guy in George Floyd's death, was criminally charged, so that's good. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. Second of which, which I'm very excited about because I learned about this in class and my teacher was very against the U.S. for their stance on this. Uh, Biden and the United States, as an extension, 
has officially recognized the Armenian genocide as a genocide. The Armenian one is the one with uh, that... (laughs) (laughs) What's the other country? What's the other country? It's the one country came in and wiped it out and the history textbooks are like... Turkey. Like, it's not super yeah. recent. It, it happened Turkey, under the cover of World War One, and it was basic. it was awful. Yes. Like, we had, we learned about it in my genocide class, and it was, it was awful, and the U.S. up until now had not recognized it as a genocide, because they didn't want to anger Turkey, because Turkey trades with them or something. Uh, but Biden has officially gone, who freaking cares? Like, you killed people. <laughs> and, uh, and officially uh, declared it a genocide, and I think that's well, not great, because, I mean, the genocide still happened, but it's a good step, so good job, America. Yeah, I think my class has talked about that a little bit, too, because we talked about, like, history and truth in history, and so we did that, and how, like, the textbooks are different in the different countries, and I'm like, look, we didn't kill anybody, deaths just kind of happened in a war, it wasn't targeted, and Armenia was kind of like, no, 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 this was super targeted, <laughs> guys. But because Microsoft had a encyclopedia where they did, tried to do, like, a universal encyclopedia, but they couldn't agree on what had happened there, so people started getting mad, so they had to localize it, so what you searched up depended on oh where you goodness. were. Okay. <laughs> Lots of controversy yeah. around that. Very old controversy. And then, I mean, possibly the part of news I find the most comical from this is... Brazil is building a new statue of Jesus. It's, like, exactly the same statue, but they're making it bigger. I saw that. Okay, I saw pictures. I thought they were just, like, fixing up the old one. No, they're they're, building a new... Yeah, they're building... Is it in the same location? Uh, no, it's not in Rio. Okay. But it's... It's going to be 16 feet taller than Rio's Christ the Redeemer. It's going to be exactly... (laughs) Like, if you look at the, the basic like scaffolding they've got up it's exactly the same statue yeah exactly yeah. the same my question is is this the first step into a building war with all the countries not all the countries all the cities <laughs> where they all try and have the tallest jesus statue yeah the planes will have to start flying higher above brazil so they don't knock down jesus <laughs> yeah i i would be excited for that you just look out over a mountain on Brazil in Brazil or something, and it's just all you can see is Jesus. <laughs> just massive Jesus is like super far away from each other. Like, what is happening? Oh, I just had a very cursed thought, which is they're all basically t posing, and I know that's <laughs> very rude of me to say because it's like Christ on the cross. I mean, they but are. like, so, can you imagine just let's an- call it what it is? <laughs> Jesus is t posing. Can you imagine just an army of oh them gosh. all over Brazil? <laughs> I can't decide if it's funnier that they're building it in a new city or if it would be funnier if they knocked down the old one and just rebuilt it again but or if they taller. built it like right behind the old one so it just ends up being like domino <laughs> it just becomes like the Easter Island oh. heads but they're just Jesus statues or it's like those ring of like big tall statues you see in like you know the amulet comic books and stuff where they're all like joined hands but it's yes. all Jesus in the same position <laughs> such a weird idea like why are they doing that who decided before we do future forecast i have a slight revision last week i said we have discovered a new particle we have not technically discovered a new particle because that's not how scientific discovery work 
uh, which is probably why you didn't maybe mm. see as much news about it. But, like, it supported past research, has strong evidence to indicate there's a new particle, but instead of, like, you need six mean deviations, they had, like, four. So we don't know for sure yet, okay. but we're getting there. Last week for future forecast, I said that the U.S. will ban socks for the foreseeable future because they found out the fibers in them hold COVID for longer. That did not happen. And then... Shocking. (laughs) I really expected that one to happen. And then Chinese Prime Minister breakdance. You you predicted that the Chinese Prime Minister would breakdance and it would be major news. So here's the thing. He has not breakdanced and it did not make major news. However, he has gotten like the biggest paid tribute of other people dancing for him in previous years. And ah. he's apparently sparked an online dancing craze, which I mean, I gave you points for. <laughs> I tried to read the article, but it was going to make me pay for it. And I was like, eh. <laughs> so, I mean, he didn't break dance, but a lot of people danced for him. So something. I will take that. Was it recently? Was it, like, after the I, podcast happened? I or think was it before? that the online one was, but not the big tribute, because it was, like, crowds and stuff. So I hope mm-hmm. that's not happening right now. The big tribute um, one. My future forecast yeah. this week is that Angela Merkel... Uh, Angela Merkel. <laughs> you're okay. so excited already. Angela Merkel will either star in or sing live the songs from her Hamilton uh, <laughs> parody... <laughs> Angela Merkel, which if our listeners have not watched, you should, because it's excellent. It, my absolute favorite song might be the online Hamilton parody of the, what, Mm -hmm. Alexander Hamilton song, but just about Angela Merkel instead. I listened to the song before I ever heard the Alexander Hamilton version, so I know the lyrics better than the actual lyrics. It's really good, though. If you're listening, you should definitely look it up and give it a listen. Yes, my prediction is that she will, you know, perform that or star in a full-blown version of it. If she does, I might just die. (laughs) Like, that might be it for me. I don't know. (laughs) The excitement would be too much. Yeah. How about you? Okay, I think... (laughs) (laughs) It's hard because you really have to try and find the line between, like, still funny but feasible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I had said that the like they're going to build another Jesus statue last week, we would have been like, that's stupid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's no way this is going to happen, but I'm putting it out into the universe, okay, guys? I think we will discover that some species of insect is like a hive mind. Like, legitimately, every single one has the same thoughts. Cool. I like that. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Very much doubt it. I have a thing about McDonald's and ice cream machines. Have you heard the joke about the McDonald's ice cream machine not working? Uh, they just never do, right? That's kind of the (laughs) meme, yeah. So I watched an investigative reporter talk about it, Mm -hmm. and it's really just another instance of monopolies mean no one is happy. Another common theme on our podcast. (laughs) Excellent. But basically, McDonald's partners with the company that builds the ice cream machines, and they've been, like, close for forever, like, since McDonald's was really small. Mm -hmm. So every single ice cream machine is from this company, and 
they're really, really fiddly. Like, they just break for no reason, and, like, the interface is terrible, and you'll be like, why isn't it working? I don't know. And the individual franchise owners have to pay for that, because they're not getting the revenue from the ice cream. McDonald's, as a corporation, doesn't really care because they're massive, and, Mm -hmm. you know, what are they going to do? Lose a million dollars on their (laughs) billions they're making? Oh, no, how will I ever survive? But basically, the only way they can fix them, according to contract, is they have to call the company that makes the ice cream machines. So the ice cream machine making company makes something like 25% of their revenue every year just from these calls from McDonald's to fix the ice cream machine. So they have no motivation to make them better because this is what's bringing in their monopolies. There's no competition. And it sounds like a stupid conspiracy theory, but it looks like the truth. (laughs) So I don't know. Okay, this is something I found out this week. Is that some places in Uh the Midwest, you can, like, corn mazes will also have corn pools. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've seen those. If you go to Ferris, they have, like, corn pools. I remember playing in them as kids. No, I I did not know they existed until this week. (laughs) I saw it and I was like, what? What is happening? Like, it's a ball pit. But with corn. Worse. <laughs> it's kind of better. I mean, the ones I've been to aren't that big, but they're pretty fun. You get, like, some cars and stuff in there. It's good how stuff. is it, like, how, what is, why would you swim in a corn pool? <laughs> None of the ones I've seen have been big enough to swim in, but they're still fun as a kid. It's kind of like a sandbox, you know? I guess so. I might be more boggled because the picture I'm looking at has a considerable amount of adults in it. Still, if you had the opportunity to play in a sand pit, you might, you know? So, Ellie, what did we learn this week? (laughs) We learned that online advertising isn't as accurate as some say. Allegedly. Allegedly. That monopolies are very effective in making you money. Um, But not very effective in making people happy. No, not very effective in that. That um, everyone likes to dance for the Chinese Prime Minister right now. Uh (laughs) Excellent. As they should. (laughs) And... We determined that a werewolf's transformation is most likely due to the saturation of light, not necessarily the full moon. <laughs> I don't think we determined anything. Yeah, we didn't anything determine anything. Think, we just ranted for I a few minutes. I think we should maybe look more into the history of werewolves. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, and who's to say it would work now with, like, the different pollution and the holes in our ozone? Who's to say it would work now? Anyway. anyway. Are you saying we have... <laughs> Are you, wait, 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 no, 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 we don't get to any way out of this. Are you saying that we used to have werewolves, but because of pollution and global warming, our light content changed enough that we no longer have werewolves? Not necessarily, because it could have made it easier for the sunlight to affect them by by clouding our atmosphere. I don't want to argue for climate change in any way. So no, it did not eradicate our werewolf population. <laughs> are you implying werewolf populations are a bad thing? No. This is not very lawyer-like. That's true. I'm sorry, guys. I'm very, I'm very sorry. I think that uh, werewolves can be unpredictable, but not necessarily dangerous in the right <laughs> circumstances there. That's an answer I would give on the stand. Anyway, that's what we learned yes. this week. <laughs> we watched Zootopia. We know not all predator animals are Exactly. Evil. There we go. Lessons. Okay, that's it. That's the lessons <laughs> we learned this week. That was an and interesting on ending. No. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We'll 
not see anyone next week. We're the same person.